I have a confession. Sometimes I be telling y'all to write shit down, and I do that. But um, sometimes I be masturbating. Who you calling holistic? Bastiana. Medical disclaimer. The advice that I'm sharing is based on my experience as a licensed massage therapist and an active participant in alternative healing practices. The advice is for educational and informational purposes only. While it may be useful to some, be smart about it. Talk to a healthcare provider before trying out some of these practices. Hi, welcome to Who You Call Holistic. Hell of an intro, I think. Um, I hope I got you hooked already. <laughs> uh, I'm here today with a guest, Latoya Dixon Smith, and um, I figured she'd she'd have some really good input on what I just uh, brought you in with. So, welcome, Latoya. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Shiana. Um, I don't want to, you know, not include all of her titles, so I'll give you a little background of how I know Latoya. Uh, we actually met last year through um, my friend Zakia, who you guys have heard on the show on the. Uh, Hoodoo Root Work and Jesus episode. Um, and Zakia had this beautiful photo shoot done. And I was like, I, I, I need that. I need that. Tell me this info. I need to go and see this person. So I actually drove to Greenville, had this wonderful photo shoot, felt like a goddess the whole time. She hyped me up. Um, I was really feeling myself. And that was the, like the first time that I was like, oh, I didn't realize that thing was thinging back there. Like it is. It so truly like, was. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, so she knows what she's doing. So... Latoya, tell us all your titles so that I don't I don't leave anything out. But I know you initially as photographer, but also that has evolved within the last year. It has. Um, that is just the testament to the journey of Latoya. So I am Latoya Dixon Smith. I am a mechanical engineer turned boudoir photographer, sex doula, feminine embodiment coach, and lots of other titles and things. Um, but yeah, that intro was so on point. Um, <laughs> sidebar last night was a perfect example of me utilizing some of that nice, sacred, uh, sacral sexual energy to manifest a beautiful and um, productive podcast episode today. I'm here for it. Yes. I did mine this morning. Okay. Just so you know. Yeah. Um, so for those listening, I would consider this a form of sex magic. Um, and I think people hear the word sex magic and they're like, ah, ah, um, and I don't know if they like visualize like red candles and I don't know, spells or something, but there's like various forms of sex magic. And I was doing these things already. And then I saw you like posting about it and I was like, oh shit, I'm onto something. So I always think it's nice to have like those confirmations that, you know, oh, there's a reason I'm doing these things. So what does self-pleasure do for you before you do things? Or how do you work self-pleasure in your manifestation practices? Yes. So I will say that I'm very similar to you and that a lot of the things that I practice, I there weren't things that I studied. Like I didn't go anywhere to study um, sacred sexuality. Uh, and then now I'm just adopting it. It's like, okay, like this feels good. This feels natural. I'm going to go explore it. I'm going to learn some more about it. And then I'm like, like you, oh, wow, like I've been doing this. Mm -hmm. You know, this makes sense that it's naturally intuitive for me to want to, you know, release certain things or 
um, self-pleasure before I go out when I'm with people so that, you know, my energy is more open and um, I I have like this aura that people just naturally are attracted to. But my own personal practice, I would say um, a lot of times it just depends on like what's going on in my life, how I'm feeling. Um, But I will say one of the one of the it for me, and, and this is another reason why I I really resonate with you and the work that you do and just how our friendship has blossomed is because, you know, you as an energy healer um, and helping people to see the link between like their emotional body and their physical body. That's the same with me. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I just be sad and I just got to go, you know, go get my little toy and just <laughs> have fun with lighten it. up your mood. Yes. Lighten up my mood. Instant mood lightener. Exactly. And then there's other times where I'm like, okay, like there's this, this opportunity or there's an idea that I have and that I want to really just gather up all of the energy that I know that I can put towards this intention. Cause that's literally what sex magic is. You're just, um, building up this energy towards an intention so that whenever you are, you know, manifesting it and you are applying the action behind it, you've, you've just like, you're just charged up. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is for me. So, you know, I met man and I didn't know anything about sex magic until (laughs) I think it was about um, a year ago, maybe a couple years ago now. I don't remember exactly, but my studio, I also rent to other photographers in Greenville. And I was, um, there was a mentor that I have and she, had this um, giveaway that she was doing. She was going to give a thousand dollar cash giveaway. All you had to do was like show up to her live videos, comment, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, I want to win this. Like, I don't care. I don't know, but I I want this money and I know what I'm going to use it towards. And I'm just going to win this money. Um, So the week went along and I was showing up and I got, I got value out of it. I wasn't just there for the money. Um, I mean, that's okay if you were to, though. It, it Except was. from a Capricorn over here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but also, the night before, so um, my husband and I, we just had, like, a really just passionate, like, love-making session. And it was just, it was, it was like, out of a movie. Um, I think it was, um, I don't know if it was raining or something or if it was, like, lightning outside. The mood was, like, it set was for just, it. It was just set. And we have this huge mirror. <laughs> In her bedroom. Of course you do. Because <laughs> we need to be seeing everything. Like, yeah, the visuals matter. I'm a photographer. The visuals matter. <laughs> um, and I just remember just looking at myself. I wasn't even paying him no attention. I was looking at myself. Do you have was, a Leo placement in that top three? I don't. Ah, this this sound this sounded very Leo. Like, look at me over <laughs> here, looking at me, performing. Um, I think I might in sidereal, though, but okay. that's, that's sidebar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't go down that rabbit hole today. I know, today. I know. Um, but I was looking at myself and I was just like so turned on and I was just like, oh my God, like I'm beautiful. I feel strong. I feel radiant. And of course, like my physical body was experiencing all the pleasure and the orgasm was just like full body. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was great. So the next day, um, we're in the the live video and she's like, okay, we're going to announce the winner and you have to be on the live to make, uh, to be able to receive the the prize. And she says, Latoya, you've won. And at this point, I'm on Facebook Live. Apparently, if you comment too much, they will shut you down. I'm like, oh, fuck no. Like, <laughs> I need to figure out a way. I'm messaging her. I'm emailing. I'm like, I'm here. I'm here. But they just won't let me comment. I'm here. Um, 
And then I shared it on like my stories or something. And a friend of mine, she messages me. She was like, did you do some sex magic? <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I did have some sex last night and it was really good. And it was just, you know, it was electric. Mm-hmm. She was like, you need to look that up. Mm. So that was like my intro to sex magic. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, okay, for me personally, you know, I don't currently have a husband today. Um, you see how I phrase that? Yes. But so with my shenanigans, like I feel fine doing them because there's nobody there that's like, eh, what are you doing, Shiana? Or what What are we signing up for today? There's none of that in my household because, you know, Lennox isn't Lennox doesn't give a fuck. Um, what is that like for you with a husband as you're exploring who you are and these gifts that you have? I would say definitely I've been blessed with someone who is very open to my exploration. That has been the one and only thing that I think allows me to have expanded and and progressed as fast as I have in this lane. Um, there's no judgment. There's no guilt. There's no blame. There's no shame. There's none of that. Like literally, I'll I'll be reading something. I'm like, oh, like look at this, and be like, okay, you know, that might not be where he's at right then, mm-hmm. but you know, there's but he's supportive in it. Very supportive. Very, very supportive. And it's not always that I do my sex magic partnered either. Like mm. a lot of a lot of you the just times, be doing your own thing. It just be me. See, see, yeah, that's important. That's yeah. important. And I think you know, again, I don't have a husband today, but I think that is an important part to point out because. Um, A lot of, I don't even want to just say women, a lot of individuals end up in marriages and forget that they have their individual power or their individual strength that they can utilize and just lean on their partner when it's like, nah, like your individual power is just as strong, if not stronger sometimes when the intention is there. Yeah, especially if I need this energy because we are at odds or, you know, like I need to lighten up my mood because you get on my nerves. <laughs> Let me go release some of this uh, anger that you just caused over right, there. This right. is your fault. Let me go fix this. Um, so as a, cause we, we've also discussed this and it's also an interesting tie that, you know, Zakia was on here with the hoodoo root work in Jesus episode. And you yourself have also volunteered that you're like a retired church girl. Yes. Shout out to Beyonce. Um, what's that been like with your, especially like, you know, I know for me, I don't think anybody's very surprised with the things that I post or the things I talk about. Cause it's kind of like, Oh, there goes Shiana just being Shiana. But what is that like for you with your growth and the things that you've discussed, even your boudoir photography? Like, what is that like with the community that has followed you over the years? Are you, do you feel shame behind that? Or have you just owned it like okay fuck what y'all think I'm I'm okay with this y'all need to be too yes I've definitely owned it um I I grew up my grandparents still are um preachers Mm. um so I was always at church Mm. uh hours hours Mm. not just on Sundays no during the week Wednesday Uh, I feel like Wednesday's a thing Wednesdays uh vacation bible school like always at church um and you know I but honestly Shiana I think we've talked about this too like in the in my childhood, I didn't really see it as like something that was like, oh, I gotta go to a church. Like I, I, <laughs> I liked did. going to church. <laughs> I liked going to church. Um, growing up, I always, um, not always. Growing up, I felt that at times I was being more performative. Performative in my That's experience. What church is. <laughs> Y'all know how Shiana feels about church, apparently. <laughs> Um, but a lot of it was performative and I, and I didn't, um, 
I wasn't able to name that until mm-hmm. my adulthood when I was going to church and I was like, I, I'm coming here because I want to feel a certain way. I want to be connected to this community. And I was like, but I'm sad and I don't really want to be here, but I feel like I need to be here. Um, but when it comes to like how my community of friends and colleagues and classmates and things like everybody knew Latoya as like the shy reserved mm. girl who uh, I was on another podcast um, Michael Sinclair and he was saying yeah I remember you in college like you were always really like nice but reserved you were never out anywhere you always had a mm. smile on your face and that was me be that was my protective mask mm-hmm. like be agreeable be, be that nice modest. girl modest like that was that's what I thought I needed to do to make it whatever it was. Mm. Um, so and did that just come from like watching your parents or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it was um, single mother household over here. So it was like, <laughs> do your own thing. Oh well, I mean, my mom, I my mom was single, like a single mom for a little bit until my stepdad came in when I was about four, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that same vein, like I didn't really start to really explore my sexuality until when Lee and I got together. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, I was still, um, uh, well, virginity is, is a made up thing, Yeah, but uh, we we know that now. (laughs) Yes. We know that now, but I had no partners at this point. I wasn't even, and it wasn't even like I was like really like, Oh my gosh, I really want to do this. It was like, I, I always knew that when I, when I did, um, have a sexual partner, I wanted it to be someone who I actually liked. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, preferably. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, because I think the fear more so was like, Oh, goodness. Latoya's childhood shit coming up. <laughs> the abandonment. You know, this issues. is a healing space. <laughs> Safe space. Right. The abandonment stuff. I was like, I, I'm not I'm not fooling. I'm not fooling people because I already mm-hmm. know like the abandonment stuff comes up and then it's just like downhill from there. But also isn't your Capricorn in Venus? Yes. Yeah. So I feel like that's a thing um, because it's very much like your mind because <laughs> we mate for life. Yeah. So it's, it's a thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm also Capricorn Venus, if you guys didn't know. Um, but I think it's one of those, like, you're my person, yes. don't fuck it up, we're going to do this. Yes. Um, and I think that's very, so there's something to be said about having that Venus and Capricorn placement. Okay, well, thank you for affirming me in that, mm-hmm. because... I mean, abandonment issues, too, but also guilty. But also, Venus, Capricorn things, like, yeah. it's very, you're here, I'm here, we're supposed to do this together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No shenanigans. Right. That's, yep, exactly how it is. And then, so... Um, Lee and I found and Lee's out your we were, husband. Lee's my husband. Okay. Yes, um, we found out we were pregnant my senior year at USC, University of South Carolina, um, and that was that was a time. Mm. Um, I and did, y'all were just dating at this point. We were just dating. Okay. Yeah, um, and it was. I told my grandmother first because I knew my grandmother would be more nurturing mm. <laughs> and understanding. And she's like, you got to tell your mom. So that started like a period of of a, a challenging time between my relationship with my mom. There was a lot of shame there. There was a lot of um, shame even like, you know, I'm walking around on campus with a, a big old belly. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was it was rough, which is silly. It is because you were in college by then, too. I like, almost about to graduate. Right. Like, literally like. Yeah, wild. Had a job and everything. It was, yeah. Adulting. Adulting. With a baby in your belly. Yes. Look at that. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought it was possible? 
But that I like even still like even after even after having him, I still didn't even really feel like in my womanhood. And I would say that's that's not something for me to define for everybody. But for me in my own womanhood, I didn't feel that like I still felt like a little girl who had a baby who was still trying to please her parents, who was still trying to uh, gain this acceptance from, you know, people around her. For why, though? Well, what is your definition of womanhood? What does that look like? It's freedom. Mm. It's freedom. And that's literally why I do what I do today. Like, however I want to express myself, however I want to, uh, however I choose the decisions for myself that just bring pleasure to me, or I feel like these are the right steps for me and not because there's this blueprint that says you got to go to school, get a job, get married, get a house, have a kid, like that stuff. Like, I don't, I don't want those boxes. So that was like the catalyst for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so since then, you when did you stop engineering? Um, this was November of 2017. I had I hurt my back and I was in the hospital actually. I had a um, back surgery and I got a, a text from my boss, like still doped up on the meds. Like, hey, I know you're still in the hospital, but I need Mm-mm. you to call me, girl. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> you need me. You need me to what? Exactly. <laughs> you need me to quit. That's, <laughs> is that what I heard? <laughs> you need me to quit. But that was like that was like the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I went into that meeting where they were like, okay, well, Toya, we just have to let you know. Like they were so like. Uh, you know, somber about it. I'm like, oh no, it's, it's good. Like, it's fine. It really so they is let fine. you go as you were in the hospital. No, I work. I went back. Okay, I went back okay. to work for a few months. I was about and to then, say, cold hearted. My yeah, God, I okay. don't know. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> they were trying to though. They were letting me know. They were like, we just want to, <laughs> we just want to put this bug in your ear that mm. you might want to start looking elsewhere. Mm. I mean, they did give me a heads up, mm-hmm. but once they let me go, it was like, okay. I can either find another job in the career or, and I was doing photography on the side, Mm -hmm. um, mainly shooting kids and families and weddings. It's like, I can just try this photography, photography thing out full time. And that's what I did. And four months after that, we conceived uh, our second daughter, our second child. Mm -hmm. Um, Only one daughter, thank God. (laughs) Um, Liana. But, and that was after having tried for like a year and a half. Mm. So there was something with that as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I always tell people, again, I have that disclaimer at the beginning of the show. Yes. However, <laughs> I do discuss because I don't want to ever feel like, or I don't want my listeners to ever feel like, oh, well, she's never had that journey. Like, how, who is she to talk about that? But fertility issues in particular, I always think um, there's a blockage there when whether it's your connection to your own body or your connection to your partner, but there is something blocking in order for that to move forward. Yes. But so you can attest to that at least. Absolutely. My body was just like, girl, like you are not in a position to like grow a human right now. You're Mm. stressed. Mm -hmm. Like you don't even like going to work like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like how are you going to now grow another human being? Mm -hmm. It just wasn't, it wasn't the right, uh, Environment. Environment for conception to happen. So did you suffer from postpartum afterwards with the second one? Not diagnosed. I don't, I didn't, I don't think I suffered from postpartum depression. I did. Let me not say suffer, by the way. I don't like using that word. Did you experience experience. postpartum? Um, I don't, I don't think so. But I do feel like, you know, naturally the 
um, changing of hormones and things that I did experience that Mm -hmm. um, because that's actually what catalyzed my journey into like shifting from being a wedding photographer to a boudoir photographer Mm -hmm. because I did have my own journey of, oh my gosh, like my body's not the same at 28 as it was at 22 Mm -hmm. when I had my first child. And you know, there wasn't there no snapback. And, you know, I had to like... It was just a slower snapback. It, it was. It was a slower it one. It was. I had to stop looking at, you know, everybody on Instagram. And, you know, there's a lot of um, influencers and even just people just talking about their journey after motherhood. That, that was not my experience. That I had to really, like, take a step back and... And, and say, hey, like you, this is your journey. Like you don't need to be looking at Tiana Taylor mm-hmm. and like all these. Well, other she's people. a whole monster in her. Like she is though. I don't even. I, I don't love know her. what she's. I do too. I don't know what she's made of though. But that is that is a whole nother. That is a an extraterrestrial probably. <laughs> like that she's a whole nother. I don't even know how she does it. I'm here for it though. Yeah. But yeah, if you're looking at her to influence, then God, oh, no. I don't. Please don't. That's a setup. It is. It's really a setup. But no, I had to go on my own journey of like, okay, like, what do you love about yourself? I did a photo shoot uh, with my friend Stacy, um, and it was a maternity shoot. But she was like, okay, if you're open to it, like, we can do like a you know topless, and you can like cover your breasts, and like we had it. It was it was it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I got to do this again, but also with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, where the intention is for them to really just like celebrate their body, to really be open and free because mm-hmm. she was, she, we joked about this. She was like, yeah, you, you were real free. Like you just took off your bra. And just like, <laughs> I was like, Wee. yeah, <laughs> I needed that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Like for people like us, um, in our, in our careers, it's basically like, it's not even that we because we could say that we chose our careers, but in a way, it's kind of like we had to. We had to. Yeah. Because in a lot of ways, it's like, okay, nobody was doing this. Like, I wasn't finding somebody that looked like me or that I resonated with. And, like, I need a me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need a me in this in this field because there's other people out there that are looking for this information or are looking for somebody like me. Um, so I love that you you carved your own path for that. Um, and then since photography, you've now stepped into being a sex doula. Yes. What the fuck is that? Yes. I love this question. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, I will say that um, for, like, when you hear the word sex doula, most people focus on the second word, doula, um, which we liken to a birth doula or a birth worker. Um, and people are like, well, so do you, are you, like, up in the, up in the mix, like when people are having sex, I'm like, no. <laughs> now there are there like, are like um, uh, Handmaid's Tale. I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, when they're like um, conceiving or making a baby, not even conceiving, they're raping the oh, the handmaid. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I would envision the sex. Tool. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> but a sex doula is uh, a coach or a guide. Could also be a healing guide. Um, to help people reconnect with their bodies. Mm. Uh, we we use sex as the, I guess, the the method, the modality, however you want to call it, because sex, you, you have to be embodied. Like, you mm-hmm. use your body. And if you feel disconnected from your body, now you can still physically have the act, you can partake in the act of sex, but is it pleasurable? Is it enjoyable? Because mm. um, some people are just sexing just to sex. Yeah. 
So, so as a sex doula, you're like, nah, you need to enjoy this shit? If, if that's not their intention. Like some people, I've had clients who they just want to feel comfortable like having sex and and not really thinking, getting out of their heads mm-hmm. and getting more into their body because I can, I'll do this myself. Like if I'm so much in my head, like I, I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Like my body is here, but my mind is like, my mind can be, oh shoot, like I got to go my to-do groceries, list. <laughs> uh, pick up the kids. Um, you're not there. Mm-hmm. You're not there. Um, you can be disembodied. They can also feel uh, disconnected because they are with a partner who doesn't treat their body as something sacred or something to Mm. be cared for and nourished. And that's very important. Yes. And a lot of people still want to have, you know, a very nurturing, emotionally healthy relationship and sexual relationship. So how we can talk about like how uh, a sex tool can support them that way. Um, Now I am not a sex therapist, but I do also have clients who have experienced sexual trauma. And, you know, there are ways to, to go about that and to, to deal with that as well. But there are just different ways that, um, particularly because I work with women, um, that we kind of navigate some of those things by helping them get more into their body. Okay. And I will say, so this is me tooting my own horn a little bit here, but um, we have also connected on a, um, a Reiki situation elevation. Um, which I'm very excited about. Um, so when I actually came for my photo shoot, cause shocker, this is what I always do. Like, have you ever had Reiki water? And you were like, oh, no. And, and like, I just met you. And like, for those listening, Latoya is an Aquarius. Um, no shade to it. I love Aquarius people. Like I love Aquarians, weirdos. I love y'all, but you guys often put off this, like, eh, don't talk to me. I don't fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, she really doesn't fuck with me. But maybe she does because everybody does. So maybe she does a little bit. So, like, I offered to do this Reiki water for her. And at first she kind of looked at me like, bitch, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but she tried it. She tried it. And then she, she saw a difference. Um, and then since then, you have, like, and I love that I get to have you on here because not everybody that has experienced my Reiki things, even including my sacral chakra activation, which we can talk about, um, they don't get to share it. So, like, I, I tell people, like, oh, no, you need to experience this. And, of course, me being me, I want y'all to have all the things that I enjoy. Um, so Reiki things, shroom things. <laughs> like, if I enjoy it, I want you to enjoy it, too. Yes. So um, after the Reiki water... What has your been? What has your journey been like in stepping into learning more about Reiki and what what that's been like for you? After the Reiki water, I would say, so in that moment, what I would say that was definitely a moment where I, you talked about Aquarians and how mm-hmm. we are just like we're we're really just distrusting. Mm. <laughs> that's what it is. So in that moment, I, I, I started to build a trust with you. Mm. Um, unspoken. Thank you. Yes. Safe space. Um, and so that was like, okay, there's something else. And then that's just how I am. I'm like, okay, I, I've been introduced to this thing. I see that it does have an impact. I see that it's worked. Now I'm going to explore it. Um, and it's, it took a minute for me to like, you know, come into the space to actually learn. However, I was a believer like mm-hmm. I started like looking more into Reiki. I have friends who are other Reiki practitioners. Um, 
And so, like, whenever they would talk about it, I'm like, okay, like, I have more of an understanding because I've experienced it. And I'm not just, like, reading about it on mm-hmm. Instagram or, like, hearing them talk about it. Um, but also, I think more recently what Reiki is um, has shown me is that, like, it's just the way that Reiki interacts with the body mm-hmm. and I'm all about embodiment. And so I'm like, this, this is, this only makes sense mm-hmm. for me to learn this. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much that we store in our bodies that uh, inhibits our sexual expression, our sexual mm-hmm. freedom. That like, why wouldn't I learn about this? Right. Like, why wouldn't I? Right. And on an energetic note, cause you know, I got to throw into the teaching aspect cause that's what I do. Um, but that is very much sacral chakra energy and, I know I talk about, I probably talk about this one the most, like no shade to the other ones, but this between sacral and heart, those are the ones that I know personally I have worked. Yeah. See green, green um, crystals over here. Like (laughs) these are the ones I've worked on personally. Um, But in saying that, and I, I think a lot of that is also um, because I do my best to embody this divine feminine energy that I'm tapping into more so now. Um, But if you're, I always tell people, like, if your heart chakra is blocked, like, your heart's not in it. So whether that is creative projects, whether that is work, whether that is sex, whatever the case may be, if your heart's not in it, you don't want to do that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as sacral chakra goes, which is your creativity, your pleasure center, um, if that is blocked, then, again, you don't want to do shit. So when those are both blocked, then I feel like that might trigger or tiny spirals as you you had on your story the other day (laughs) or uh, quick spirals like it it might put you in this space of like what am I even doing Mm -hmm. and I think um and somebody else shared with me she was like the real secret and like y'all need to write this down though for real because I was like "Mm, this might be like this might be the the cheat code was very much um that if you combine your heart and sacral chakra work together that's the money maker. Mm. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. So that's what I'm really stepping into now. Like yes. if if I can put my heart in it and this creativity pleasure center, like what what can I create from that space? Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have the sacral chakra activation on my website, Shiana.com, um, which you have experienced. And I think that's different for everybody too. But what was that like for you? I remember doing that one evening and I wish I would have like looked up the text that I sent you, (laughs) but I do remember it was, it was a very vivid visualization that I had while I was listening to that. Um, I want to say I was like floating somewhere doing something, Mm. but it was just like floaty, Mm -hmm. airy type stuff. Um, which air sign <laughs> shocker, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was great. Um, and I think for me, it was also great because I have a very overactive thought processing center. Mm-hmm. And so anytime that, again, if I can experience something, get less in my head and more into my body, um, it's always a win for me. Mm-hmm. Like I need it. I got to have it because I will, oof, overthink my way into like some oblivion (laughs) foolishness um what has that been like because I know we've discussed um in our own conversations 
for me, like I know even the spiritual journey, like I did have ridiculous dreams growing up to the point that, um, and I'm a cancer rising. So I know that's probably part of that anyway. Um, I learned if I slept on my back, I had really, really, really vivid dreams. Like I went places, I woke up with ridiculous thoughts on my mind. Um, so then I was like, I'm never sleeping on my back again (laughs) because I keep having these dreams that like, I don't know how to get out of them. I don't know how to navigate them and stuff. And this was just as a child. Um, so now I'm a stomach sleeper because of that, which I've discovered later, like, um, you should probably switch that up again. Um, but you have like, so I'm not, I don't consider myself clairvoyant in a sense. I very much feel I'm clairsentient and claircognizant. Like I just know what I know, but you definitely have clairvoyance and you have, um, a whale friend that you talk about sometimes. What is that like for you? Um, the visualization and the dreams that you have, like how you get your messages? Uh, I've always had dreams, but I never really like paid much attention to them and, or really saw them as a tool of my own intuition until recently, like been in, being on this journey and seeing how linked my create, my sacral center was like with my own intuition. Like this is, it was like, this is why you're here. Like you're meant to do this, like pay attention Um, and so my dreams now, like I have a dream journal now because they, they can be wild. They can be just like normal. They can have people. I literally, the other day I text a a friend or a classmate, um, who I had in elementary school. He was in my dreams like the past three nights. I'm like, why are you in my dreams? And usually if I don't really understand the symbols or the linkages or the messages or themes or anything, that to me is like, okay, just reach out to that person see how they're doing. Mm-hmm. The dreams that I had, he was, he was doing a lot of like physical activity exercise in the dreams, soccer, running up stadiums. And you see like the football players when they're training, they're like running up stadiums, uh, swimming. And it's just like, okay, what is this? So I reach out to him and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Just like normal checking in because I don't just automatically, you were in my dream. (laughs) Some people, they just, I do that. (laughs) I do that. You're in my dream last night. Just thought I'd let you know. Okay. Bye. (laughs) So, you know, I'm, I'm doing my usual check-in because we also haven't talked in like, I think our last Facebook message was like 2014 or something. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, you know, checking in, he's got a baby on the way. He's married now. Like life has lifed and happened (laughs) um, since then. And so, at the end of the, you know, the small talk, I'm like, okay, so, you know, just being transparent, like you've been in my dreams and I don't really know what this means, but I don't know if any of this resonates with you, like, let me know. And he did tell me, you know, yeah, I've been, you know, training, like trying to like get more physically fit to like slim down. I got the daughter on the way and yada, yada, yada. And I don't know, like if that, I don't know what that was trying to tell me mm-hmm. but I have seen where you were just like peeping in on his life probably like yeah. remote viewing his life I know like but why though <laughs> but even like some of the other things like I I've I've had dreams that were I don't say like warnings but kind of like mm-hmm. the ones that I told you about most recently it was just like some traumatic events happened mm-hmm. and my the message to that for for me was don't get distracted mm-hmm. you, pay attention yeah pay attention and being on this journey, that has really been like the thing that I've 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 really uh, been more intentional about is slowing down to to notice things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I get out of my head. I have to slow down. I have to take my time. 
and be more intentional, um, whether it's, you know, things that are happening in my environment, what's happening in my body, um, what's happening in my, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I I don't always know. And sometimes, like, they'll the dreams will happen in, like, different episodes and things are out of order. But, like, when it happens in real life, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get it now. Mm-hmm. I, it didn't make it made make a lick of sense to my mm-hmm. logical mind when I was dreaming it, but I get it now. And you're trying to make it logical because that's Always. the engineer in you. Oh my gosh, it's like a blessing and a curse. Yeah, and I times. live on that opposite of that spectrum. I'm very much so. You were very math and sciencey in yeah. school. I'm, I was I was the language person. I was the language and the storyteller person. Math and science were not my, my not my strengths at all. And I was like, I don't. What What do we even need this for? What is but this for? I actually wanted so before for my mom and insisted that I do something that made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I really I wanted to be a writer. Uh, I used to write a lot. I used to read a lot. I still do. I don't write as much, even though I've been kind of going back that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why people are like when I tell them my journey, my story. I started out as an engineer, now I'm a photographer. They're like, how do you? I'm like, it's always been there. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like hit it it was kind of hidden for like a long time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) and now it's emerging again um in a way that feels good and fun and the way my brain is connecting things I even think like engineer turned photographer like that makes sense because your your uh your eye is going to be different than somebody with a brain like mine where I'm looking for you know a specific lighting or a specific vibe Mm -hmm. and you're you're factoring in way different things than I would, you know, you're probably like, well, what is this like window to wall ratio right here? <laughs> and how much light shines in through this part? True. Yeah. But also projector things. Mm, mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, let's talk about that then while we're here. Uh, you guys, again, you know, I push human design things and I just had an episode about that too. What has that journey been like for you um, since tapping into your human design? Like, what have you learned about yourself that you were like, oh, shit. Like, for me, I know, like, when I learned I was a role model hermit, I was like, really? Like, I'm I'm really just supposed to live life and get paid to be me? Like, I'm here for it. But also, like, why didn't anybody tell me this a long time ago? Because I, I should have been doing things different way long ago. Yeah. Learning I was a projector, it made sense, but it also didn't make sense because I'm like... And what is a projector for those listening? So projectors are like the the seers. Like we, our 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 um, our strategy is to wait for the invitation. So there's a lot of resting involved. There's a lot of, um, you know, just kind of doing your own thing. Um, and ex- for me, it, it's exploring things that you know I'm interested in, and then like people asking about it, and then that's like okay, it's go time. Mm-hmm. Like this is how I uh, kind of you know, utilize that energy, which is different than what you were taught initially. Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we're supposed to rest a lot. I'm like, what? I love, I love naps, but also I, I Lazy have black this, woman situation. Yeah. Um, I have, I'm a, a mental projector. So the only defined centers that I have are my throat and my Ajna. So with that open root center, you know, I can be influenced by a lot of my surroundings. So if people mm-hmm. are like, oh, like you, I think you talked about this on your human design podcast where mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I think you should do this or you should try this. Like I have an open root center. So then I might go try that. And then I'm like, oh, well, you know, that didn't really, that wasn't <laughs> really feeling that one. Nope, yeah. nope, nope, nope. But so 
that's kind of counterintuitive to how I I grew up and how I how I know how to you utilize like my skills and my my expertise because I'm like oh I gotta I gotta put this in motion I gotta do something with it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. no it doesn't serve me it doesn't serve me in that it doesn't always bring me the the money it doesn't bring me financial um gain but also emotionally I was just talking to a friend about this like sometimes I'll I really do feel sometimes that I'm like the utility friend who knows a lot about a lot of different things <laughs> but it's like Oh, you'd be great for trivia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, bro, like, you know, just, just ask me how I'm doing sometimes. Don't just be <laughs> asking me, what, oh, do you, can you tell me more about this? Or mm-hmm. uh, can you do this for me? I just want to be. Mm-hmm. I just want to be. Mm-hmm. But Let also, me live. But also, um, I have my profile. I'm a 3'6". Mm-hmm. So that's the martyr role model. Uh, that martyr part. Ooh, like, yeah. yeah. Especially with your background. I know. Church, re- retired church girl. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I could see that. But yeah. But the role model, I mean, that makes sense. Um, cause, and that's what we share the role model line. Uh, because again, you're the one that's paving your own way. And you definitely saw like Elaine that you were like, why aren't y'all doing this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, this needs to be done. Like y'all, like we need a person that's here for doing this, especially like, um, just your experience as a mother and seeing that, you know, women that are mothers or stepping into motherhood should still feel sexy, should still feel connected to their bodies. Oh yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I make sure that like these kids going to see a fine mama. now. (laughs) Uh -uh. So when I was getting ready today and you know, I mentioned to you earlier, like I, I took Lennox to his sitter for a couple days, um, which usually when I take and Lennox, if not everybody knows who Lennox is at this point, Lennox is my fur baby. But usually if I take Lennox to the sitter, I'm out of town. And I was like, you know what? I just, I want to take him to the sitter for a few days and just have this alone time. I don't know why. I just, I want this alone time. And not to say like my dog can't see me naked, which is absolutely ridiculous, but I never just sit in my living room naked. I just don't. And I think a lot of that is because of course, when I try to do it growing up, my mom put something on, put something on. Why are you always walking around naked? I'm like, sorry, sorry. So, you know, probably healing in live action. Um, but I, this morning I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sit on my couch naked a little bit. I'm gonna look at whatever I want to and be on my couch naked. Cause I can, I live alone. That's my life. Um, but as you're stepping into this like goddess energy and this, like I do what I want and stop shaming me for loving my body and stuff. What is that like with kids? Well, you know, there there is a balance. Like, I, I can't just be all out here because... What's all out here, though? All out here is not con- not being considerate of, okay. you know, my kids. Like, my son, for instance, he's 10. So, he's still... Like, he, he will walk in, like, when I'm in the bathroom or when I'm getting dressed. And it's, it's not a big deal. Because he knows, like, this is my space. Like, you entered my space. Mm-hmm. So, whatever happens in here <laughs> is this your fault. You signed up for this. <laughs> right. But, like, if I'm, you know, in the kitchen or in a common area, then it's like, okay, like, what is what is the intention behind this? <laughs> right. You know? So I am mindful of those things. My daughter, you know, she's three. She 
She doesn't care. She's very open. She's my sad, my Sagittarius baby, my fire energy. Mm-hmm. Um, adventure. Adventure all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. She she kind of is like my hype girl. <laughs> I believe it. She really is. Like, oh, mommy, that looks so beautiful. You look so pretty. So I love it. But in the same token, um, when... When I'm just having, like, conversations with them, especially with my son, like, he's like, oh, you want to, like, go put your clothes on, like, Kent. Like, that's her body. Mm. Like, relax. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, she is not, she's not doing it for attention. And even if she was, like, she's three. Right. It's it's age appropriate for her to be looking for attention in ways that don't really make sense for the the social, like, context of what's happening here. Um, But... I definitely feel like being a mother and to a mother to my my children is is a healing uh it's healing for me because mm-hmm. I they are free to to explore they're free to ask me questions. I remember the first time my son was like, "Mom, like what was that noise in y'all's bedroom last night?" <laughs> Yeah, because then, like, what do you say? Like, those are the questions in my head. Like, how do you discuss this? Am I? I know for me, I'm always like, okay, whenever I do have kids, how do I talk to them about drugs? Oh yeah, well, plant medicine, as I as I would yeah. like to call it. But yeah, sex. Yeah. So how? What did you say to him? So we were fucking last night, baby. <laughs> so I was like, well, what did you hear? Because I'm not gonna like offer up information. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. to let me know what what it is that you heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you made it. How hurt. old was he here? He, this was, he might have been eight. Okay. It wasn't long, long ago. He's like, I think I heard you moaning. <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't want to lie. So I was like, okay, well, I think, I think it's time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I told him, you know, I was like, okay, well, mommy and daddy were having sex. Okay. You didn't even say, like, making love or, like, no. okay, got it. No, because then I feel like that would have been more complicated. Making love, like, but I love you, so, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah, let's yeah. just call it what it is. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, so what what is sex? Mm. Sex is when two people consensually, and I have to explain, like, what <laughs> consent is and all the things. Uh. Um, when two people care for each other and they agree to... Um, and then that's when I was See, like, that's right. a whole thing, too. Yeah. Then I had to stop. And I was like, you know what? Let's let's just pull out the diagrams. All right. First, we need to talk about anatomy. Then he's like, oh, my gosh, mom. I'm like, no. Like, okay. There we are. Yeah. You asked for this. Yeah. So we go over anatomy. We go over his anatomy because I'm like, all right, well, I, I, I could use a refresher on like, the male anatomy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, I know where the balls are, but let's, yeah. let's discuss the rest. I know the things that I use, I use, mm-hmm. but, you know, I don't know what's happening up in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um show him the female anatomy and I say, okay, so there is an orifice, like there's a hole here and he knows what an erection is. Like he's 10, like, let's just right. be real. Like he right. knows that happens. And so I explain, you know, that sex is the act of, well, the act that mommy and daddy were doing <laughs> was a penetrative sex. <laughs> oh goodness. We haven't even talked about all the other types. Of you haven't talked things. about foreplay yet. No. Okay. No. What, we, what we age does that yet. happen? I don't know. Whenever he <laughs> asks about it, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> should it be when he asks about it or should you just offer uh, that information? Listen, I don't know. See, I don't have all the answers sway. I just, I just <laughs> take it day by day because that was, a, that was a heavy day. I was like, I don't, I'm going off script. Like, I don't even know. We just, we just going off the cuff. 
but that did open up a, a an opportunity for him to to really come to me and, and feel safe and to feel supported and like okay well he knows what sex is I bought him some books that are age appropriate that taught the one of them was called sex is a funny word um it and is it is there's a lot of funny words out there though but sex is one so he he uses that like he I often like walk by his room and he's reading it and mm-hmm. you know it's it's normal. Like, that's what I want. Like, I want it to be normal. I never had a sex talk. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask what that was like for you. Like, did mm-hmm. you ever? So were you? So I have older siblings. You don't have older siblings. Mm-mm. So, like, I was definitely introduced to sex with, um, you know, I have, again, older siblings like HBO. Like, I saw I saw the things on on TV because all my older siblings were watching it and talking about it. Uh, not even they weren't talking about it in front of me. They were talking about whatever we were watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that's our generation. Like, our parents were just like, we, we ain't going to talk about this. No, it was very much just don't do it. Yeah. Or not. Don't and do I, it. I even asked my brother. My brother is 18. He just started college. Um, and I was like, did my dad ever have a talk with you? He's like, no, it was just don't do it. Like, <laughs> dang. What kind of talk is that? Like, look where we are now. These free, like, liberated, let's talk about sex and orgasms and sex magic. Um, because my parents didn't talk to me about sex when I was growing up, but it needs to be talked about. It does. It does. Because there's so much shame surrounding it now. And I mean, amongst other, we could compile a whole list of the things that they shame us for, but sex in particular shouldn't be shamed. It shouldn't. And it's like, it's one of those things that you, you know, you do your research and you look at like ancient cultures, like sex was really like it was really sacred. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it's not just, you know, and it, I don't get me wrong. Like you ain't got to like pray before you have sex, you know? <laughs> but if you can, that's your business too. <laughs> right. It ain't got to be all that, but it is, it's like, um, we talked about this before, you know, you referred to our bodies as like a battery. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a video recently, um, where I, the woman was referring to our bodies as conductors. Mm-hmm. And so sexual energy is really just like a buildup of, of charge, you know? And so when we, when we build up that energy, whether we're manifesting something, it doesn't even have to be like via sex, but, um, other things that we, we really put our intention behind, you know, you, Think about church. Mm-hmm. Like you congregate, like everyone is. I like bringing... how you flip from sex to church in that. In that, <laughs> it just instance. seemed like the natural it, thing yes. to do. <laughs> you know, you have your your congregation, your community who has this intention. You're like charging up this this spiritual energy for a a set intention. Mm-hmm. Sex is the same way. Mm-hmm. Sex is is literally the same way. I mean, you ain't got to have like a whole bunch of people if you don't want to. I mean, some <laughs> people do that as well. That's their business. I prefer, you know. <laughs> either alone or, you know, partnered. But in the same token, like we, my journey is, has been in um, learning more about like how our, our ancestor ancestors and even like other ancient cultures have utilized sex in a way that was like beautiful Mm -hmm. and uh, powerful because a lot of times when you think about, you know, victims of sexual abuse it's a power thing. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah, like, if, if this is so important where someone feels like they have to take it from me, it's got to have some sort of inherent mm-hmm. value and power. Let me figure out what that is for me so mm-hmm. I can use it for my own good. Yeah. Um, and I know what I was thinking about, even when you were talking about our bodies being a conductor, um, 
I know that my my close friends know years ago I dealt with this and I, I use the word dealt on purpose. I dealt with a Scorpio. <laughs> <sighs> Let us pray. No shade to y'all Scorpios, but all the fucking shade. Um, and in hindsight, healing journey, my dad was a Scorpio. So maybe that was that was my like my journey to heal that part of whatever. Um, but I know when my friends like picked me up after dealing with that Scorpio, they were like, you looked like you had just done heroin. Mm-hmm. Like, and disclaimer, I've never done heroin. That's not on my to-do list. There's, you know, you know, I love my plant medicine, but there's some things I'm just, I'm not even going to try out. Cause I just know better. Um, so I've never done heroin, but they were like, you looked like you were drugged up. Um, but then like over time, well, not, I'm saying over time, but like, Scorpio's been gone years and years and years and years ago. Um, but now when, like, I've had sex, it's very different in that, like, there's a charge. There's very much, I don't feel deflated or, like, my energy has been completely sucked out of me, pun intended or not, however you want to <laughs> phrase it. But, like, I still feel like, yeah, like, I could, I could get this yeah. shit done. Mm-hmm. Very much similar to, um, and here, here I go relating sex to, like, very much when I do Reiki things, mm-hmm. um, when I have like when I do group Reiki, often I feel like there's a particular gif of this little girl. She, I feel like she's just had like, a, I'm saying like a line of cotton candy. Like she looks like she's been just eating sugar all mm-hmm. fucking morning, but she's like, Argh! yeah. I feel like that after Reiki, <laughs> and I feel like that after sex now too. Like you know, like I can go fuck shit up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's important, too, in learning who your partner could be or how they make you feel afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that you should have sex and feel defeated. No. no. <laughs> like, I feel like especially if the intention is there, you know, like you you should both feel like we could go fuck shit up together after this. Right. Right. No, I definitely uh, agree and resonate with that. You know, sometimes after sex, I, I'm tired, like I'm ready to go to sleep. Way but, different than like, yeah, than heroin user. No, <laughs> I, I've never done heroin. Have no intentions on Same. either. But yeah, no. But then there are the times I'm like, oh, or it'll be like we're about to go to sleep and then we have sex and then I'm like, he's like, oh, you awake now? I'm like, yeah, like <laughs> I need to write. I need to go write my novel. <laughs> right. So as you are married, um, and I know you like we discussed, you do your own sex magic. But does he utilize this now too? Like, is he like? let me pick some up, like, let me pick up some of this information, like, maybe, maybe, like, let me set an intention to see what I can manifest, like, has that transferred to him yet? I don't know, I, if he, if he has, he hasn't told me about Mm. it yet, however, I have, like, intentionally brought him in, like, so that we can co-create things together, Mm -hmm. you know, things that we, we've talked about before, but using our sexual energy to, you know, not discuss it while we're having sex, but, I've I said, need like, I need this. I need your I need your magic stick. Yeah. For this manifestation that I just put out there. And he's on board. Well, of course, I, I would hope so. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you want this? <laughs> if it works, if it doesn't work, like at least, you know, right. Tried. Right. And that's that's kind of how it's been. Like, and, and that's another thing that goes with our relationship and just being so open and supportive of one another. He recognizes that, you know, my journey is mine. Um, in the beginning of our relationship, I used to want to like us to be like do everything the same and have the opinions about everything be the same that's that role model part of you I'm sure I like it you should like it too so (laughs) like literally the reason why we didn't get 
we didn't get married the first time we got engaged. Well, we were engaged, but the first time we set our date to get married is because we had a difference of um, opinion on like religion. Mm. So it might be his fault that I'm a retired church girl. <laughs> his fault or like his blessing? His blessing, for sure. <laughs> like he is very much like a skeptic in the best way. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you you're doing this but why Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. who told you you had to do it this Mm -hmm. way which we need those people we do we need those people for sure and like again this is that like i wish i had a me person around but like also just those people that are like well who are you sure you need to do it that way like because you you don't have to there's options Mm -hmm. there's always options yeah, and that's that was him, which is ironic because he went to a Christian college, um, <laughs> but he he got assigned some book that was basically telling them to explore, and I'm like, why would they, why would they tell you to do that? <laughs> but why would they plant that seed for you not to pay attention they to what the hell of a seed? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I forgot what I was going with that. However, Christian um, school, Christian school, um, we have both been. Uh, supportive of one another in our own respective journeys without having to our our um, revelations or things that we choose for to do for ourselves dictate what the other person does and we very much so want our children to um, experience that as well like Mm -hmm. for them to explore you know whatever they whatever path that they decide as long as you know it's not hurting themselves or other Mm -hmm. people and this moral I guess whatever their moral whatever moral moral code they subscribe to, um, but to me that's that that's the freedom that I was looking for anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so yeah, it's all good. And let's discuss your role as a coach now. Yeah. Um, so, and I know we've we've also talked about the things because as a six two role model hermit, I don't always see the the gifts that I have to offer. Um, how do you do, like, how do you coach women in seeing themselves as these powerful beings? Um, I would say, I would love to say that I have, like, this, like, tried and true, like, I always know instantly when it is. But honestly, it's, it's uh, if I can boil it down to something very simple, it's allowing people to just become aware. Mm-hmm of or or challenge them to to bring more awareness to themselves to their bodies to how uh, they see themselves how other people see themselves Um, it's through discussing things that they've learned and asking like okay so this is what you learn in particular about sex how does this serve you today Mm. does it resonate or are you still holding on to it because it's just always been there um, giving people space to explore their desires because there, I do still work with women who, even if they're married, they may not feel like they have the space to go buy a toy and explore what? that. It's what? What? Yes. You better let me buy my toy. <laughs> I mean, you could use it too, but like, you better let me use my, Mm-mm. or, um, just in, Oh my goodness! There's so many things that there's so many like no's. Yeah, the the that we've been taught the guilt, the shame, the blame, yeah. like all that stuff. But if you have a space where you can, you're free to explore. Case in point, I had a, a recent client who was a widow. She was like, 
he was still alive, I would have never done this. He would not have approved of this. Mm. She had the best time. Mm-hmm. Of course. She, yeah, she had the best time. Like, she was uninhibited. And she told me, she said, the best part about this was that I feel like I could just close my eyes and just still just be. And I just feel safe to just be here. Mm-hmm. Like, that to me is like, it's simple, but it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I've spoken about this before. A lot of the things that, and again, this is, here's a little shroom plug, but... <laughs> I know like doing shrooms definitely helped me connect to this aspect of things is it's those very simple things, whether it's exercises, rituals, whatever the case may be, words, it's the very simple ones that are the most powerful. Mm-hmm. Like I know I could say like a little phrase, um, you know, even my cheers, like to acting bad and being treated good. Like it's very short, but it's very powerful. And like, I think, you know, these people like us, our careers, our um, our goals that we have in mind is helping women in particular return to their power and seeing like these simple changes that they can make in order to step into that power again. So I appreciate you for your work and what you're doing out here for the communities. And I'm saying communities because we could say a community, but nah, like you crisscross, like you're crisscrossing, oh, yeah. you're crisscrossing the the preacher kids and the retired church girls and the the like shamed women. Um, And I think that those community leaders are important in our field right now in our world right now, because God, look at what the government's doing. So don't even get me started on that. Cause y'all already know how I I don't think I've talked about government things on here, but I feel like those listening already, already know how I feel about the government. So thank you for your work. It's my pleasure. (laughs) Um, For those listening, how can they find you and what you do? Yes, just uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Latoya Dixon Smith. LatoyaDixonSmith.com is my personal website. Uh, if you're looking for some boudoir photos, you can go to Greenville Boudoir. Boudoir is spelled B O U D O I R, GreenvilleBoudoir.co. Um, but if you follow me on Instagram at Latoya Dixon Smith, you can find everything there. And she'll make sure that thing is thinging in those pictures, <laughs> just so you know. Even if you ain't think that you had a thing to thing, she'll capture it beautifully. Yes, absolutely. Shout out to you for that. Thank you. Um, Thank you all for listening. And again, as always, remember to meditate and hydrate. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Who You Call in Holistic. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. You can find me and all my services on Shiana.com. That's S-H-E-A-N-A-H. 